This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, we forced, uh, we're forcing the, we're smoking them out today here in the War Room. Because you are the creditors committee, uh, we smoked out, uh, and I've got a bunch of stuff up on Getter. All the, all the um, reports this morning from the Hill and from Axios, all of it is that the Democrats, the left wing Democrats, the orgy of spending Democrats are absolutely not just in panic mode; they're furious at Biden. Remember, he was never gonna, never gonna negotiate, never gonna do anything, never gonna negotiate. Well, he's already negotiating. That's the first thing in any negotiation, as Rudy knows. You break their spirit. You break their will. You enforce your will on them. And like I said, this, this package is far from perfect. But uh, there's, they're making progress. you got all these rhinos running around saying, oh, we just need to get better licensing deals and energy. No. No. It can't happen. Uh, if they don't take this package, the next package has to have withdrawal of World Health Organization, uh, the border security bill, and massive cuts. People should understand, too, what's going on simultaneously is the Appropriations Committee at the subcommittee level coming through. They're going to have massive cuts, not just slowing the rates of growth, but truly massive cuts in the federal budget. That's what's cooking up now. We can get to more of that as we go on. Uh, Mayor, I, I just want to go back to Barr. You know, we made a slip, but we saw the Barr report. Bill Barr is right. attorney general. And this one, I don't, I, I don't want to focus on Durham. Durham's a non-event. And I never want to hear his name again. He's a non-event. He wrote a report that Rudy said that Rudy had the information on this, except for four or five elements, in the spring of, uh, of, uh, of 2021. And Lee Smith said this should have been, Barr should have been on top of this and bringing prosecutions in the summer of 2020, when we know that they had the laptop from hell also, which they had in 2019. Rudy, what, what is to be done with Bill Barr? Because Bill Barr is now trashing you. He's trashing Trump. He trashes Trump every day. What is to be done with Bill Barr, sir? Well, if we had a functional justice system, he has more than tweaked the interest of, of uh, legitimate prosecutors in what, what's his game. I mean, I'll give them one that's direct and straight out. In January of 2020, I gave him the name, the address, and the place that there was a woman who worked for Burisma who was willing to give up the Biden offshore bank accounts in exchange for being in the witness protection program. I gave it to his U.S. attorney in Pittsburgh. He was going to act on it. Four weeks later, no one contacts the woman. And I find out that Barr killed it. And uh, I I have no idea why. Uh, It would have been very simple to interview her. They might think she was lying. I had people lie to me. You find out by interviewing her. The, all the people they don't interview is mind-boggling. The only way you can find out who's telling the truth and who isn't is to interview them. When I say we should interview somebody, it doesn't mean I believe. Half the people I interviewed, I threw out. The other half I took. But they don't even interview. How about, how about Bob Alinsky? Bob Alinsky comes in under bar, 
gives away incriminating conversations with Joe Biden about how the money was going to be split up. They tell him we'll be back to you. They still haven't gotten back to him. Uh, it, it's so obvious that they were pushing out the people who could make serious criminal cases at the highest levels of our government. And he was doing it. Why? And why isn't it being investigated? Who the hell is he? He doesn't get investigated. But Rudy, real quickly, uh, could you have brought, uh, could you have used the RICO statues to bring a, a racketeering uh, charge? My goodness, Steve. Yes, There's it no got doubt. better and better. I did, a, I did an early draft of one. It's like my fifth or sixth podcast, maybe seventh. It's called, the, you know, Biden Family Crimes. And I listed, you know what I used? I used the times that he was a point man. Because every time that Obama used that silly term point man, two things happened. America got screwed big time, like Gates, you know, pointed out. And the Biden family made millions. Uh, I'll give you an example no one focuses on. He was made point man for Iraq. He was supposed to negotiate yep, the status of forces agreement that would have saved thousands yep. of lives. He failed. His brother was included in a housing contract in which he got a very large percentage of $1.5 billion. Wow. Captain Captain Mar Captain Maureen Bannon was in Iraq at the time, and they they t t consolidating all those bases to bring it back and take all that equipment out through Kuwait, through the Burma and Kuwait, and they were all brought home because Biden couldn't get the status of forces agreement done. They were all brought home over Thanksgiving and Christmas, but all the troops left. She yeah, was going to be there was I don't know, for another year or so, but they couldn't go. That, that was by real quickly before I go. Also in Durham, could you additionally have used RICO on the Durham situation? Could you have brought, in, to the best of your knowledge, could you have brought charges uh, to against McCabe, Comey, the rest of these, Brennan, all of them, in the Durham situation? Yeah, when, you, when, you, when, you look, when you look at the briefing uh, uh, that Brennan does in late July, early August 2016 at the White House to the president, the vice president, the attorney general, Susan Rice, the head of FBI – that could be a scene out of The Godfather. They're all reporting to the boss, the Don, how Hillary has got a scheme to frame Trump. I just translated all that into English. That's what it was, right? They come to him and they say, Hillary is going to work on a scheme to put this charge against Trump. They all know it's untrue. In order to take the focus off her smashing up the hard drive destroying the emails, committing perjury. That's a straight out criminal uh, admission. That she's going to commit serious crimes. And the president sits there and by not doing anything, it's like, you know, the godfather nodding his head. OK. And then she goes yeah. ahead for months and does it. And he never does it. He just watches. So I, uh, think, um, you got, Rudy I think if you want to you want to deal with it. You might even do it as a civil RICO case in which you can take all their money. Wow. But wow. to let I tell Obama you what, we ought to be looking at that. We, we ought to be looking at that right now. Another historical could, event that it happened. could not have happened without Obama. Could not have happened. And now we another, know. And now we know he knew about it. Another historical event in August of 2016. Stephen K. Bannon, yours truly, steps in and takes over the Trump campaign. Hey, just saying, 
There's no coincidences, baby. Okay, Rudy, how do people get to all your content? How do they get to? How do they get to? How do they get to you on the show? Your daily show. RudyGiulianiCS.com. They can get me tonight at eight o'clock right on Getter. I'm on Getter live eight o'clock to nine o'clock every night, and they can call in. And then I'm on ABC Radio between three and four every day. WABC Radio. Com. And of course, when I really do well on Sunday with Dr. Maria uncovering the truth between 10 and 11. That's when you get your wingman. Okay, uh, Rudy, it's an honor to have you on here. Look forward to having you back. Thank you for making this. Thank you. Clear. Don't forget Getter. I'm on Getter at 8 o'clock. Yeah, in fact, we'll stream it tonight. On Since I've gone over a million followers on Getter, we'll put it. I'd love your show. I watch it. So we'll just start putting it up on, on ours. Fantastic, Rudy. Okay. Um, I've got the hot, we've got a lot to go through and I'm going to get it all done. I commit to you. Okay. Uh, Jim Hoff, we can't play the clip cause it's got too much profanity, but tell me about this new blockbuster story you've got up at, uh, you've got up at gateway pundit right now. Why is it, why is this footage important? Why is this story important, Jim? Good morning, Steve. Yeah, we have new footage today. This was uh, played in, uh, the, the proud boys court case that just ended Dominic Pozzola was the only defendant who is not charged with seditious conspiracy. And his attorney, um, Stephen Metcalf, gave us this footage of what happened on January 6th. Steve, we all knew this was the truth, and now we are providing the truth to your audience and to the American public. And we hope that this gets spread around. And what we have is footage of the police on January 6th firing down on an unsuspecting crowd Without any warning, they had no idea this was coming. There's, there's one of the flash grenades that landed right uh, inside the crowd. These were exploding grenades that were uh, being shot down. The, the people, these, again, men, women, blacks, whites, they're all standing down there uh, outside of the Capitol. Uh, they're bundled up. It's cold. And all of a sudden, they start getting fired on. This is... Uh, Unbelievable. We also have footage, Steve, of an officer firing rubber bullets down on the crowd, shooting these people right in their face. I mean, he's above them. So when he's firing down on them, um, what's, what does he expect is going to happen? He's going to be shooting them in the face. Um, we know one of the Proud Boys was actually shot in the back that day with the rubber bullets. We uh, have footage of the man, Joshua Black. He's the guy who had that horrible um, bullet hole in his cheek. And uh, we have footage of him after he's shot and, and inside the crowd. It's, it's horrible footage. Um, but again, this is what the media has hid from the American public since January 7th of 2021. They're not going to tell you that the police fired down on these on these unsuspecting protesters who were standing there. We also spoke with one of the defendants, um, Jeffrey McKellop, who is a uh, former special forces. And he told us that the crowd really erupted when the police pushed a woman down 10 feet of stairs, an elderly woman. Um, and uh, here's here's the footage now for your audience of the police shooting down from above on this crowd. And of course, that's against police protocol. They're not supposed to be shooting people in the face with rubber bullets. Um, and so, but this was encouraged. We have 
Other footage in this same post, and by the way, this was Alicia Powell who uh, posted, put all this together and worked with um, uh, Stephen Metcalf to put this together. Um, uh, but you can see that they're, they're firing down. We have this other footage. One of the officers, Inspector Lloyd, we've identified him. He's encouraging uh, more violence against these protesters. And you can see, what are these people doing? They're standing there. And at this point, they're terrified because this guy right above them is shooting bullets down in their faces. So um, again, this is the story of January 6th. You're not going to hear. This didn't make Pelosi's video when she released that, right? Um, but uh, this is what happened that day. Several people were injured. We know that two men died in, around this area. One, uh, Kevin Greeson, the other, Benjamin Phillips. They had heart attacks. That's the story. Um, they were Trump supporters. I've got to bounce, but I got to get this. I got to get this out. Alicia Powell's amazing and more great work from Alicia Powell over Gateway and with the lawyer. Here's my question, uh, Jim. As great as Gateway punted is, and you guys are doing a great job, this footage is over there with the McCarthy. Now that Tucker has been fired, why are the Republicans, are you making contact? Why are we not seeing this in some sort of formal? I love the fact we got it in Gateway to get it out. But why is it not some formal process to start putting out the true story and see the true footage? The footage speaks for itself, sir. Oh, absolutely. Um, there should be something that uh, takes place with Congress. They have control. We uh, have 42 people who... Um, are January 6th prisoners or their family members who signed a letter that we sent to Kevin McCarthy, they would like to see the footage that he is holding because they have loved ones who are going to trial and uh, they'd like to defend their family members and themselves. A lot of these were January 6th uh, uh, defendants. So something needs to happen. You're right. Congress needs, they should have their own, uh, you know, we saw the show trial. Now we should have the real trial and pull in some people who could really testify and tell the truth to the American public. Thank God for the war room. Thank God for Gateway Pundit and others. Uh, we continue to expose the truth, thank and, you know, it does go viral. Jim, thank God for you, and thank God for Alicia Powell for doing this work. Real quickly, how did they get to your social media? How did they get to Gateway? Yeah, thegatewaypundit.com. We're on Getter. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Truth Social. Uh, so uh, reach us there. Thank you, Steve. We need we need everybody pushing the story out today. Just watch, look at the footage, and then you can listen to it. The profanity, it's so intense. We couldn't even play the audio here. Just watch it. We're going to push it out. You need to push out the Gateway Pundit story. Jim Hoff, give a hat tip to Alicia Powell. She's amazing. Short break. Back. President Trump recently issued a warning from his home at Mar-a-Lago. And I want to quote this. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be the greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. End quote. He did that in the interview that I had with him a couple of weeks ago at his home. Now, there are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there's one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. That would be gold. Gold has been a hedge against chaos from time immemorial. And you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you 
convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Let me repeat that. Birch Gold professionals will hold your hand through this entire process. Now think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. It always has been. How much more time does the dollar actually have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text Bannon to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Text again, Bannon, to 989898. Remember, the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket to get this information and start the process. Do it today. Take action. The Indian Prime Minister and along with the uh, Japanese as well. So the Quad members will be there. We'll get a chance to talk separately at the meeting, but it's unlikely I'm going to be going on to Australia. So thank you very much. Specifically, are you still considering? It sounds like it's still on the table, and you haven't ruled it out. Which would you be willing to accept? Well, I'm not there. I'm not going to accept any work requirements that's going to impact on medical health needs of people. I'm not going to accept any work requirements that uh, go much beyond what is already. Well, I, I voted years ago for the work requirements that exist. But it's possible there could be a few others, but not anything of any consequence. Thank you. What message does this send um, to PNG and, um, and, and Australia? I know that it was important to you to focus on Asia in this trip, but this is having to be put aside. Does this, is this almost a win for China? No. No, because we're still meeting, we still have four good allies. Would you be announcing the sanctions on Russia's G7? Just keep that. That's the feckless, uh, illegitimate uh, occupant of uh, 16. Yes, keep that footage up there. They don't see me. That's the feckless, hapless, illegitimate uh, occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. We've broken them. They're actually negotiating. Now, he's saying he's not going to do anything effective, that, you know, it's all, and, but he does say it's about the budget. If we can pull what he just said there about the budget, he did admit that this is about his $6.8 trillion, $5.8 trillion, almost, I'm missing my trillions here. Uh, we've broken him, and uh, the 20 that stood up and made sure that we got this in the process in the first week of January, uh, we just have to remember, people have to hold the line here. For this audience, the number is 202-224-3121 is the Senate. 202-225-3121 is the House. If you feel so inclined, give them a call today and tell them to hold the line, that we're not backing off one inch and we're not having any gives of what was in the McCarthy package that got passed. The only thing that can happen with that package is add to it. Add get out of the World Health Organization. Add border security that just got passed. Add massive cuts. Maybe take some that's going through the appropriations process right now, and let's add them to this to this budget. Let's do it. Remember, he said he would never negotiate. I'm not going to negotiate. Got to be a clean debt ceiling. That's already we've already broken him on that. 
and now it's time to rub the far left's nose in it, that guess what? You're not going to get the orgy of spending's coming to an end. It's coming to an end. And everything you sit there and lie about, and he just sat there and lied right before he came back and, and, and break. He was lying. I've cut the deficit more. No, this was for the pandemic. That, that was all reversed. Don't sit there and tell that lie. You, all you've done is increased the deficit. He says, well, I, I added a $3 trillion cut to the deficit. No, you didn't. The deficit will go to $50 trillion under your budget, bro, from $32 trillion. That's 18 You have this tax plan. That's a fantasy. And it won't pass Democrats because it goes after your big donors. These are people that hate MAGA, all the progressive left billionaires. That's why it's a fantasy. You'll never pass the Democratic Senate. You'll never sign it. You will never sign it. We dare you to do that. And that's only $3 trillion out of, what, 18 or 20 you're adding onto it. So it's still $17 trillion additional debt. Be truthful to the American people. Make sure you go to Birch Gold right now, birchgold.com slash Bannon. Get the end of the dollar empire. You're seeing it before you. You're seeing it right here. As they, as they crush the U.S. dollar, they crush the economy, they crush our capital markets because of this orgy of spending. The debt trap is actually the debt trap. Okay, let's go to McCarthy just for a minute. I'll get off my – birchgold.com, go there right now, slash Bannon. Let's go to McCarthy live. Of America, we saw the price even go higher. We saw we became more dependent upon China, a supply chain challenge in America. Every week I would ask, could we just sit down? But he said no. The difference was Republicans in the House and the Senate got together to listen to the American public. And we said we would make sure that we don't have a Biden default. So we raised the debt ceiling. But in doing so, we did it in a limit, save, and grow. Limit the future ability of Congresses to just spend wildly and stop the inflation. So we said, let's start with spending where we spent just five months ago and grow each year by 1%. Let's save the hardworking taxpayers' money in this waste and money that you have appropriated that hasn't been spent like COVID that has sat there for two years. We finally got the president to sign a bill that the pandemic is over. And you know what else? Let's grow our economy so we're not dependent upon China. Let's help people get lifted out of poverty into jobs with work requirements, something the president as a senator voted for and President Clinton signed into law. Let's make sure we could build things in America again. Let's cut the red tape. Let's get some permitting reform that we know we can make America stronger and less dependent upon China. Well, we passed that bill. Had we not passed that bill, the meeting never would have taken place. Yesterday was a change. Yesterday, united with the Republicans in the House and the Republicans in the Senate who stood up and said they would no longer go along with the idea that you would just raise a debt limit borrow money for China to provide to people not to work. United together, we are standing with the American people. This is exactly what every household does in America, every business and every state capital has to do. A debt ceiling is the equivalent of your child having a credit card. And for the last 21 years, this child has spent all the money up to the limit and all you have done is raise the debt ceiling. 
Well, now it's become a real problem because you owe more on the card than you make all year and another 20%. So is it wrong? Is it not reasonable? Before you lift it, you're responsible for paying what was spent. But should you first look at how you're spending your money? That's exactly what we're doing with Limit Save Grow. Now the president and Leader Schumer have finally backed off their idea that they won't negotiate. They finally backed off the insane, unrational, unsensible idea that you just raise the debt ceiling. The president has selected two individuals, OMB and Rochetti, to sit down with us, but our timeline is short. This is what I wanted to avoid 105 days ago. And when the Republicans in the House lifted the debt ceiling, Secretary Yellen had never told us the deadline was June 1st. We wanted to act ahead of time. And we do that issue after issue. Just like the president avoided the border with Title 42, the House Republicans did not. We actually passed a bill to secure our border. We continue to listen to the American public. And I will tell you as Speaker, we have a group of Republicans in the Senate that have listened to the American people as well. Senator from Wyoming, Senator Barrasso, has helped lead the charge with Mitch McConnell, with Thune and all the others, and Senator Lee, who put a letter together. I remember when he talked to me, could he get the enough signatures? I was worried for one moment. Could we get enough signatures? <laughs> he called me back, I think, in an hour and said, I've got more than enough, and I've got people who didn't sign it that will, that will still vote that way because they're listening to the American public. And I can't tell you enough of how thankful I am of you being so responsible with the idea. Am I optimistic? I'm optimistic for America because of people standing behind me. I'm optimistic of our ability to work together. Do we have obstacles? Yes, we have a big obstacle in the White House. But we're going to change the course of history because we're going to stand for the American public. And let me introduce the senator and the chair over in the Senate Republicans, John Brasso. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Thank you for your leadership. The President of the United States is playing Russian roulette with the American economy. For month after month after month, the President refused, refused to meet with the Speaker of the House to talk about debt and spending. Why? Does the President believe that there is no wasteful spending in Washington? Does the President believe that in a $6 trillion budget that nothing could be, could be cut? Billions and billions of dollars has been set aside for COVID. Is that all off limits? The President said the pandemic is behind us. What about tying welfare to work? The American people that I listen to overwhelmingly support that. Is the President that out of touch? Republicans in the House of Representatives have actually passed legislation. It is serious. It is responsible. It raises the debt ceiling and at the same time cuts wasteful Washington spending. Republicans in the Senate stand in firm support of the Republicans in the House of Representatives. Meanwhile, the President of the United States has spent the last three months pandering to the liberal left, 
The president is playing a very dangerous game with our economy. It is time for Joe Biden to stop this debt ceiling madness. And now, Chair Elise Stefanik. Thank you, Chair Barrasso. I apologize. I'm losing my voice. We've been so focused on communicating uh, this important issue to the American people. It's an honor to be here today with both our House and Senate Republican colleagues to highlight our joint commitment to a solution that would responsibly raise the debt ceiling, strengthen our economy, and address our nation's debt crisis. For over 100 days, Joe Biden and House and Senate Democrats have refused to offer a sensible solution to our nation's debt crisis. Their only plan, which is no plan at all, is to ignore this fiscal crisis and do nothing to limit spending, save taxpayer dollars, or grow the economy. Democrats have put our economy at tremendous risk. Republicans remain the only ones who have taken action to avoid a default on our debt. It's long past time for Joe Biden and Democrats to do the same. But today, with only 15 days until the June 1st deadline, Joe Biden is jetting off to Asia. Whether it's the border crisis, the energy crisis, or this debt crisis, Joe Biden continues to run away, pass the buck from each crisis that his policies have created. It's now my pleasure to introduce one of my good friends and our colleagues in our uh, partner chamber, Senator Mike Lee, who has been such a tremendous leader in unifying the Senate Republicans in support of our Limit Save Grow Act. Senator Mike Lee. Friends, it's hard to trust anything anymore. Our most important institutions are being systematically destroyed. Are you prepared for things to get worse? Because true freedom comes from self-reliance. And that means having emergency food on hand. Invest your food foundation with three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. That's a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. These kits provide over 2,000 calories per day for energy during tough times. Get breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. The food's delicious. Your whole family will love it. Order yours today and receive a free Gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. Let me repeat that. You order today. You get a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. With this offer, you're securing food and purified water for the next crisis. Your three-month kit and free Alexa Pure Pro are all shipped to your doorstep in discreet boxes with free shipping included. Don't let this emergency food offer from My Patriot Supply pass. Action today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Get your order in and your free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279. Thank you, Chair Stefanik. Senate Republicans stand united behind Speaker McCarthy and the House Republicans. We all understand the gravity of the situation. We need to address the debt ceiling, and we need to do so in a way that makes a difference, to make sure that we're not back here in just a few more months with spending having caused more inflation and ballooned our federal debt even more. So to that end, 45 Senate Republicans have acknowledged that they will not. They've committed that we won't support cloture. We won't support bringing debate to a close on any debt ceiling increase that does not contain 
substantive spending and budgetary reforms. Now, it just so happens the House of Representatives has passed precisely such a bill. We stand behind that bill. We need to pull up and pass that bill. We need to do it today. Look, the Senate has no business leaving town before an agreement has been reached. Let's get this done. Thank you. It's now my pleasure to introduce uh, Representative Dusty Johnson from the great state of South Dakota. Mr. President, for 97 days you refused to negotiate with the Speaker. For 97 days you underestimated the unity and the resolve of this conference. For 97 days you assumed that ignoring this problem would make it go away. Now we can't get back the squandered 97 days, but more concerning, sir, is the fact that you don't appear particularly committed to using the 13 days that we have left. Mr. President, cancel your trip to Japan. Stay at the table. Acknowledge the resolve of this team on these stairs and accept the fact that we must change how this town spends money. Inaction and intransigence will not wipe away $32 trillion in debt. Good grief, Mr. President. When is enough enough? Shame on anyone, on anyone who refuses to act. Speaker McCarthy and this entire team have been responsible, reasonable, and sensible. Time is short, Mr. President. Let's get this done. With that, I would, uh, I'm happy to introduce uh, a great legend from West Virginia, <laughs> Chair Shelley Moore Capito. I should just sit down now that I'm a legend, but uh, <laughs> that goes against everything we do, right? Uh, it's great to be here with uh, my House colleagues and my Senate colleagues. Uh, and I want to say, first of all, uh, the gauntlet that, uh, that Senator Schumer threw out to Speaker McCarthy when he said, you can't have a plan, you won't get it done. Well, guess what? <laughs> they got it done. And they have the only plan that we see that raises our debt limit, but also responsibly brings in fiscal sanity. Plain and simple, the president who prides himself on being such a great negotiator has refused to negotiate for 97 days. And so here we are on the brink of a Biden default. And I, I think we saw the helicopters going across here. And I said, I think he's leaving now to go to go to Japan. I'm like, stop, stop. You know, we have an obligation here. Uh, we have an obligation to the people that we represent. We have an obligation to, uh, to ourselves as legislator, responsive legislators, to do the right thing. And the right thing was to get into the room. And as Dusty said, you can't go back and find those 97 days again. But it's time now for the president to get serious, to have, have fiscal responsibility, fiscal sanity. And I can tell you, I know it's hard to rein in the cats on the House side. It's really hard to rein in the Republican cats on the Senate side. And we are united behind our House colleagues. They did a magnificent job of showing strength, of showing a plan, of showing a common sense, plain and simple way to answer the great, great challenge 
uh, of the fiscal situation that we find ourselves in. So uh, I, I'm, I have full confidence that uh, the negotiators in the room are going to be able to, uh, to work this out with, with the speaker leading the way. And I've heard uh, Leader McConnell say more than a few times, this is not an unusual exercise to negotiate the debt limit, to have fiscal um, responsibility as a part of that. We've done it many times in the past, and we have to do it this time again. And I would like to introduce uh, Representative Chip Roy from the great state of Texas. So, so this is what the west side of the Capitol looks like. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, thank you. Thank you to the senators who came over. After months of saying he would not, President Biden now has done what we all knew he would do. Sit down and negotiate with Speaker McCarthy and the representatives of the people. This is not surprising because Americans saw Republicans pass a common sense, responsible fiscal path forward for America and realized that the only person talking about default is President Biden. Now the president says we must trade away all but perhaps the most basic of reforms that we passed in the bill. But throughout his posturing, the president has failed to realize the most fundamental and important truth, that the core of this debate is not whether the federal government will default on its debt, it won't, but whether we will continue to allow this nation to default on the American dream. The truth is the dream is out of reach for too many Americans, and the biggest obstacle is the very government entrusted to protect it. So we gather here today on a bicameral basis to send a message to the president. This legislation is purposeful, not political. We stand for the hardworking American family unable to afford groceries, gas, housing, or health care because of inflation fueled by trillions of dollars in reckless spending. The plumber that never took out a student loan but is now being forced to pay for his neighbor's master's degree or the veteran paying for a liberal arts major to get the same student loan benefits he earned by risking his life for his country. The nurse who wants to save lives without a federal bureaucrat saying she has to take a needle. The blue collar workers watching their way of life sacrificed to the altar of climate fetish while billions of tax dollars of corporate tax credits go to crony subsidies in the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. The rancher in Texas putting diesel in his truck but forced to subsidize a tech worker making six figures to buy a Tesla hundreds of miles away. Minority and poor taxpayers trying to make ends meet that an expanded IRS audits three to five times more than other Americans. We're standing up for the Americans who simply want their country back. And all they ask is that we stop recklessly spending money we do not have, racking up debt, weakening the dollar, driving up inflation, all to fund the very bureaucracy weaponized against their way of life, as we saw yesterday unfold regarding the FBI. We passed the Limit, Save, Grow Act to do just that, to shrink Washington and grow America. We did our job. Now it's time for the president to do his. Mr. Speaker. I don't know about you. It takes a lot to shock me these days. But to see our judicial system resemble a third world banana republic, to see trusted American companies embrace insane and destructive woke ideologies is frankly depressing. We must fight back. And that starts with changing the way we spend our money. For years, big mobile companies have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it because there was not another option. Well, there is one now. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke 
propaganda push by leftists working hard to destroy this great country. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech and religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military and veterans and first responders, the heroes. Now, Patriot Mobile's 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. This is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 878-PATRIOT. Take action today. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and hate what you stand for. Back the only Christian conservative wireless provider, Patriot Mobile. Take action today. Well done, Jim. I'm so honored with the people behind me. You know, the president, 105 days ago when I sat with him, said he wouldn't negotiate. America's too great to have such a small petty idea as that. Americans believe you should talk. We wanted to talk the entire time. But when he refused to take action, we did take action. We took action for the American public. You know, I watched Elise come up here and talk. Her throat's a little sore. She's been talking a lot, but she's a new mom. It's her first Mother's Day. I don't know if you've ever met Sam, happiest guy you've ever seen. But you know what? When Sam was born, he was handed a bill for $94,000. $94,000 to every new child born in America. That's the legacy that's being left. But we decided enough is enough. We actually want to have them, give them a future. Give them an opportunity. Give them the ability to go further than the generation before them. And this is the moment in time to make that stand. The only question is whether we have a Biden default or not, it's the president himself. We passed something reasonable and sensible. All we say is let's spend what we were spending five months ago. Let's save in the money that we have appropriated that hasn't been spent for two months. Let's bring it back to the hardworking taxpayer. Let's put some caps on what the future Congresses can spend. Let them spend more, but only grow by 1%. And let's unshackle what holds the greatness of this nation back to build. Let's cut the red tape to have that permitting reform. And you know what? Let's help those that need a challenge to take them from poverty to a job. We've known it works. We've seen it work before. Let's not settle for what we have today. Inflation, dependency on China, runaway spending. Let's know what America can be and let's achieve it. With that, let's take some questions. Yes, sir. Look, the way the founders created this government, which is so amazing, the House passes the bill, the Senate could pass the bill, and then we could go to conference. Unfortunately, the Senate under Schumer, the only thing I think they've passed, what I've noticed is March is Maple's, Maine Maple Syrup Month. I don't know if they want that in the bill or not, but I would entertain that. There's nothing to go to conference with a Democrat idea. 
And the sad part, when I sit with the Democrats, their ideas are old. You know what they think? We should just tax more. But anyone who would look at what's going on, if you look at the 50-year average of what is, comes in from the taxpayer of America, normally we bring in 17% of our GDP. Right now we're bringing almost 20%. Do you know how many times in modern history that has ever happened? That much? Only two times. In 1944 and 2000. But if you look at how much this government is spending, on a 50-year average we usually spend 21% of GDP. He's at 23.6 going to 25. It is not a revenue problem. It is a spending problem. And any time you want to talk about, these are the people that are defending Social Security and Medicare. Because the Congressional Budget Office says, if we go the course that President Biden wants us to go today, three trust funds go insolvent in the next 10 years. Never in the history of America have we ever seen a 10-year window like that. Social Security, Medicare, and the Highway Trust Fund. Do you know what happens then? They automatically get cut by more than 20%. Mr. President, stop hiding. Stop traveling somewhere else. America wants an American president focused on American problems, finding American solutions. We have them here for you. Yes, ma'am. Look, I, I go in the room as well and my staff and um, the president has put two people in there. If there's certain topics come in, I'll have certain other members come in and talk as well. The difficult part here is the timeline. We didn't act based upon what Yellen said, because she said this was months later. We acted because we never wanted to be here. This is the worst way to govern. And I hope the American people see that the Republicans in the House do not ignore problems. The Republicans in the Senate want to take it up, but Schumer won't allow it. We take action and find solutions, and that's the way we want to govern. Yes, ma'am. Look, he's the president of the United States. He's a grown man. He can make a decision where he wants to go, and he can travel any place he wants. The only thing I know, if you thought for the last 97 days you were never going to negotiate, what are your priorities? I think America wants us to solve American problems first. He could decide whatever he wants to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I don't think it's going anywhere for one. <laughs> Secondly, you're sitting here with senators who have 45 who sign it's not going to do it. So is that even sensible? Is that even being productive? Is that even reasonable? Or is that responsible? It seems to me that would be playing into a Biden default. I think America public is tired of those political games. You know, when we devised our bill, it wasn't a bunch of Republicans saying, let's just give these Republican ideas. When we talk about work requirements, Senator Biden voted for that. President Clinton signed it into law. We watched every study after the fact take people from poverty and provide a job for them. So we saw Americans lifted up. We saw welfare rolls drop. We saw more people have houses, more people could afford to send their kids to college. We saw the positive of that. When we thought about, what about 
limiting the growth of government in the future years. We didn't say we had to cut every year. We saw a Democrat Senator Manchin propose a 1% growth each year. We tried to grab things that both sides, even if they wouldn't talk to us, let's put something together to make sure it's reasonable. I will tell you, if it was Chip Roy and Dusty and I sitting in a room and we were going to draft something that we said just we want, it would have looked different. But we wanted to be reasonable and sensible. Do we, does the American public think it's wrong? If we simply saying, let's spend what we spent five months ago, but every moment I've spent with the president, he doesn't want to go there. He does not want to go back one dollar. I literally ask him, what, what is finally the number? Is it $40 trillion in debt? How much before you say, let's stop borrowing from China and not looking at places that we're wasting our money in? Every household does that, and we should do it too. Yes, sir. Well, I've watched um, Congressman Graves. He, he's been elected to, or appointed to our leadership table, and he's worked with all the different groups, and he's really been the individual that helped bring people together in crafting the bill itself of Limit, Save, Grow. So he has a clear understanding of where members are. So when you're sitting in that room, I didn't want to put somebody in that room. Didn't have time. He is a former staffer. He's a former um, member working in government, he understands policy. Many people would call him a policy wonk. But at the same time, my staff is in there with him as well. So we want as many voices and many understandings of where the bill went and what we would like to see for a conclusion. Yeah, we, we, talk, we talk very frequently. I go in the room as well. So I, I think if the, if the administration can make decisions with the president out there, we'll be okay. Yes, sir. Look, what happens now is, you know, with Schumer and the president saying all along, I won't negotiate the debt ceiling, they have to be separate, you don't have the time to play those political games anymore. Um, it takes so many days to get through the Senate, so many days through the House. We have a 72-hour rule, which I'm not going to break. I think the American public and all the members should have 72 hours to read what we end up with, if we're able to end up with it. Um, I think the House should go first, and we can send it to the Senate. I know that uh, the Senate, I guess, is out of session, but I'm sure they'll come back. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand anything that has consequences. This is a senator who voted for work requirements. Um, listen, I think when you're sitting in the room and you're listening to the American public, why wouldn't he want to help people get out of poverty? But listen to really what he's saying. So the decision he's making in his mind is, if he doesn't want to have something that has consequences, he wants to borrow more money from China to pay an able-bodied person who has no dependents, not even to look for a job, not even go to school for 20 hours. So you're going to ask little Sam to make that $94,000 higher because we're going to borrow from China for a person who could go get a job to not help him get one. So what you're going to have is a supply chain that doesn't work as well, more dependency on China, 
and making America in a weaker position. I think that's wrong. So I wish he was here, then we could debate it even more. Yes, sir. Oh, you already asked one. Are you open to considering a tax increase on the No. Did you listen? Were you here earlier? No, I'm not being, I'm not being a jerk. But did, have you read the CBO numbers or anything? Okay, so on a 50-year average, we normally bring in 17% of GDP. We're bringing in 20%. You know how many times in history we've done that? Twice. 1944 and 2000. So if we're bringing in normally 17, we're bringing in 20, that means we're bringing in more money at any time in American history. But what we're spending, for the last 21 years, we spent more money than we brought in. But instead of only spending 21% of GDP like we normally did for the last 50 years, when the Democrats came in, they spent $6 trillion. Now, I don't know if you're an economic major or whatever, but if, but, but if you study Morton Freeman, he would tell you the only place that inflation is created is government. So that $6 trillion brought us inflation. So what did that do? Your money goes less. You have less money to spend. It doesn't go as far. We've had, of our four biggest bank failures in America, we had three of them in the last couple of months. Why? Because interest rates went up. Because the only way you curve inflation is you make interest rates higher than the inflation rate. So what does that do? That harms people from buying houses. That means you're paying more on your credit card. But that means every taxpayer is paying more because of our debt. So we're going to pay more on interest. But he went all the way up to 23%. So we're spending more than we spent in 50 years, but we're bringing in more than we've been in 50 years. So I go back to your question. Having that knowledge now, would you raise that question again? Yeah, but would that be a way to no. some of the provisions? No, it's very clear. You know what I told the president 105 days ago when I sat in the Oval Office? I have no preconceived notion of what we have to do in the debt ceiling except two things. We're not going to raise taxes, and we're not going to pass a clean debt ceiling. But we have to spend less than we spent the last year. So let's sit down and talk about that. But he decided, no, I shouldn't negotiate with somebody. I'm just going to do what I want to do, my way or the highway. That's not the way our government is designed to work. It's not the way business works. It's not the way your household works. And it's not going to work here either. Yes, ma'am. I, I don't know on a scale. I'm not going to scale you. But I'll tell you this. Earlier in the week, all the way through this, I just want to be honest with the American public. I went to Wall Street more than a month ago to warn them we're not meeting. It's a problem. I went to you day in and day out, and you made fun of me. You're saying, oh, you just want to have a meeting. No, I didn't want to be here at this moment at this time. Then we passed our own bill. We never would have had a meeting had we not raised the debt ceiling ourselves. We put an idea of how to do it. The only thing I'm more optimistic about, he finally agreed to something that every other time we've been able to solve a problem has worked. The structure of negotiations. But now we're along such a short timeline, it makes it almost harder. But if there's one thing you know from me, I never give up. I have the grit, the perseverance, and we're going to get it done. Thank you all very much. Uh, you just heard, um, you just heard Kevin McCarthy, and I got to tell you, that was a masterclass, a masterstroke. That is pure unity, and ladies and gentlemen, that's because of this audience. You've had these guys back. Like I said, it's not perfect, but right there is the most unity I've ever seen by a Republican. The Republicans in Congress, both Senate and House members. 
breaking Biden. Biden said he would never negotiate. They broke him. They're negotiating. They're taking a tough stand. And he had, you know, one after the other, Senator House, Senator House, power play right there. And he saw the feckless, old, illegitimate uh, occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania ever before. Compare that to what McCarthy and them just rolled out. So we're going to get more into this at 5 to 7 tonight. I've only got a couple of minutes. Something big's happening. Reggie Littlejohn, press conference today. Tell our people about it. Where do they go? We're going to live stream it on Getter. What is it about? Uh, what's happening? Who's going to be there? Well, Steve, this is incredibly exciting because I, th- I feel like the War Room Posse can take a huge amount of credit for this. Um, and thank you for all the times that you've had me on, you've had Frank Gaffney on, talking about the problems of the, of the World Health Organization and our need to withdraw from it immediately to preserve our national sovereignty and our personal medical freedom. So we today, the Sovereignty Coalition, um, with Representative Ralph Norman, are having a congressional press conference on Capitol Hill at 3 o'clock And I just heard from Frank Gaffney that we're expecting 24 members of Congress to come and and attend this or even speak at this. Frank and I also will be um, speaking. um, Brigitte Gabrielle, Jenny Beth Martin, Kevin Freeman are all going to be speaking. Uh, But this is the moment to press the advantage. Okay, we have momentum. Congress did not even know about this until we founded the Sovereignty Coalition and started pounding them with um, emails and phone calls through the Sovereignty Coalition, uh, which you have been helping us so much just by getting us on the um, the war room and asking people to go to SovereigntyCoalition.org, sign the declaration, and then it will also go to your congressional representatives. Now that we're having this press conference, we have a chance to actually get the United States to withdraw from the WHO, but we have to demonstrate the political will and the way to do that is for everybody to sign that declaration. We'll do it this day. 3 p.m., where do people go to see this or how do they follow you? What's social media or what's your website? Okay, so my social media is Real Reggie Little John on Getter. Real Reggie Little John on Getter. And um, you can either actually go to the Capitol, the Triangle um, on Capitol Hill. That's yeah. where it's going to be live. Or um, you're going to be live streaming it, uh, Steve. That's great. You sh- people should see it on, on, on War Room. Yeah. And then we're also we'll going to be live yeah, we'll streaming it on the Sovereignty Coalition. So that's three different ways okay. of watching it. Sovereignty Coalition, we're going to put that up on Get It. Reggie, we got to bounce. We'll see you at 3 o'clock. Fantastic job. We're going to get out of the WHO. I commit. To you, ma'am, we're going to do it. Thank you very much. Reggie Littlejohn. Do I have Lindell? Mike Lindell, I've only got a minute and a half. Just real quickly, how important is you as an entrepreneur to make sure that we cut this uh, this out-of-control budget and have the back of the Republican House? It's huge. I mean, this is it. It's, it's great that we do have uh, uh, support now out there because we've got, to, we've got to stop this runaway inflation, and people are worried, and we got to get consumer confidence back. And... Um, you know, we're right now we're doing okay at my pillow because of all you you know, your audience. We've got the slippers for twenty-five dollars closeout. We've got the towels for a twenty-five dollar closeout, making room for the my pillow two point oh, the buy one, get one free. And uh um but we uh I worry about all the other businesses, the entrepreneurs out there. If this if this doesn't stop now, we're gonna be wiped out. They're trying to ruin our country, the president there in uh, uh we've got to um uh, it's the most important thing we have right now to get this, uh, to save our country. 
My, MyPillow.com, promo code worm. Go over there right now. you got the MyPillow 2.0, buy one, get one free. You've got the toppers, big discount, plus you got the yeah. slippers and the towels. Mike, thank you very much, brother. we got to bounce a heart out. Charlie okay. Kirk is next at Real America's Voice. I want to thank Real America's Voice for blowing two breaks. That costs money, but, hey, it's more important you get out there. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Get, go download right now. Get the free edition of the uh, debt crisis, the debt trap. You put you right at the head of the table. You want to be a part of this because you're making it happen. 3 p.m. will be up on Getter with the World Health Organization press conference and back at 5 to 7 tonight. Charlie Kirk next. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China in medications, and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.